Welcome to SoCiaUp.org, S-O-C-U-P.org, helping social entrepreneurs up their game. And now here's your host, J.P. Katz. Okay, we're here live with Rabbi Benzion Klatsko, uh, the founder of Shabbat.com and an advisor to a global foundation in the North American region on the campuses and now with young professionals. And uh, we're very honored to have you here, Rabbi. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about how you conceptualized when the concept came to you uh, to, to found uh, this incredible resource, Shabbat.com. The website Shabbat.com uh, was conceptualized in the year 2009. It went live in 2010, January 1st, 2010. The concept behind Shabbat.com is very much the concept of social networking. So we'll take a step back and just understand what social networking is and what is its power. Uh, in the olden days, as it were, uh, my resources were my friends and your resources were your friends. And that was our circle. And if we wanted to affect people, we would just go to that circle of friends and see if anyone was able to help us out and would be a resource to us. However, there is a... Uh, piece of Talmud in uh, Tracted Brachot, where the uh, subjects of King David said, our king, our king uh, the Jewish people need uh, sustenance. How should we get sustenance? Uh, we need what's called Parnasa. We need sustenance. And King David answers, go and derive sustenance one from the other. And that was his wise advice. And the question is, what was that advice? I mean, clearly, who else were they going to derive sustenance from? What King David was actually saying was, it's true that each person may not have the circle that can sustain him, that can allow him to, to prosper. But if I can tap into your circle and you can tap into my circle, then our sphere of influence expands exponentially. That is the concept of social, social networking. Um, my, I have my group and you have your group, and it's limited. But if I can tap into you and your group, and I can tap into each one of my friends' groups, all of a sudden, rather than knowing 100 people, I may know 100 times 100, and I'm able to, uh, to influence many more people that way. In that same way, Tunisia and Egypt uh, were um, uh, revolutionized. How does one bring a million people or two million people into Tahrir Square? It's through the concept of social networking. So I thought in that same way, why can't we use social networking for Jewish causes? So as a rabbi, I have my sphere of influence. I have my congregation, my students. But if each one of those students, I'm able to tap into their friends and they will get to know what I have to offer in terms of Jewish education and Jewish Shabbat and Jewish resources, all of a sudden we can change the world in a, um, in a historic way. And uh, that hadn't been done until Shabbat.com. Shabbat.com came and created that social network. Incredible, incredible. That's amazing. What were some of the most successful springboards to Shabbat.com really taking off? By the way, how many, how many people does it have today? Over 55,000. Over 55,000, wow, that's incredible. It's a really good question because I'm not a social media guru. Um, and, and there are a lot of things that I know we should be doing and we have, uh, we have yet to do. But there are, there are certain things 
within social networking that helps. Certainly Facebook presence helps a lot. Um, me being a campus rabbi, that helps a lot. I'm able to spread it. Well, you're on uh, how many campuses throughout I, the year? Well, we're, we're I'm, I'm in over 50 campuses. Over 50 sir. campuses. You're always flying around. Certainly. Yeah. Incredible. That's certainly it. Um, really, the gift that keeps giving, I would say, is YouTube. Uh, you huh. put up a good YouTube video and um, and it just keeps giving. People keep watching it. I have videos that over 100,000 people have watched. And if you have that video and, and it mentions your site or it even promotes the site, then it's just the gift that keeps giving. So I'm a, I'm a fan of of putting something on YouTube and allowing people to see it and um, and, and, and click from there. Beautiful. Incredible. So at what point did you decide that um, dating and jobs and the other features that are on the site, at what point, when do you sort of pull the trigger on a launch? The great goal of Shabbat.com is to create a network and a net for people to join. And particularly Jewish people and particularly people that want to connect with other Jews. And while Shabbat has been an amazing attraction for many people, it is an attraction that uh, is limited uh, by the fact that some people don't do Shabbat each week and some people are quite set up each week. So they only would need a network like that sporadically. However, uh, dating is something that a single person is constantly on the lookout for. Uh, jobs, there are many people that are always looking either to upgrade or they're currently unemployed. So the the purpose of adding those features and there are other features as well as those two total lectures and total lessons and, and and different kinds of connections. So you had your ear to the pavement and you're listening to what the people want and then you try to Correct. provide that Correct. through the site. Correct. And, and particularly dating, I would say that at this point about one out of every two people who are on Shabbat.com are on it for the dating. Interesting. Interesting. So the dating component and, and providing other components as well really became the, the funnel, the, the, the on-ramp to Shabbat.com for the Shabbat purposes. Exactly. Very interesting. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. What are some like major lessons that you learned along the way? I mean, starting starting a, a social media platform with over 55,000 members is not a simple task. We, we made some mistakes and some things we did right. And interestingly enough, sometimes it's the it's the same factor that was a mistake and it was also correct. And I'll explain to you what I mean. The, the fellow that we have working on the site is somebody that uh, you, uh, Rabbi J.P. Katz, knows very well. Uh, he's a fellow who was a Talmudic scholar and he was also a programmer. And when we went about uh, starting the site, this fellow, whose name is Yehuda Koblik, uh, sure. he was my, my partner in trying to create this. Now, the truth of the matter is, Today, I realized that there are some uh, sites that are already baked in. We could have used certain resources, mm. at least to springboard us and, and um, taken the advice of those that have made the mistakes in the past instead of trying to reinvent the wheel. And, and we didn't. And uh, I have a stubborn, stubborn streak in me that uh, just, you know, something resonates with me and I just go for it. And later on, I realized that was a mistake. I could have... Uh, done it in another way. Um, so in, in, in that respect, uh, before going about trying to create something like this, it's really good to look around and see who has done something similar, how they've done it, 
and uh, perhaps take more advice from people. On the other hand, um, it's good that we didn't simply, simply because a lot of people said a social network based around Shabbat would not succeed. It's not a... But how many people are getting fixed up with Shabbat meals today? Oh, it's between five and 20,000 people each week. Each use week. It. Oh, each wow. week. Uh, the numbers on the site, the site has a half million people uh, that have been set up since we started. We know that the numbers are much greater than that for a few reasons. Number one, a lot of people uh, request for themselves and their friends, so their friends aren't included in that total. Uh, a lot of people that have used the site once then exchange phone numbers with the hosts, so uh, they are then invited through a phone call, so that doesn't, uh, that's not credited to the site. And, and one more reason that we, don't, that we know that there are more, because many people, instead of using the invite button, which registers an invite, they use the message system asking for an invitation, and that mm. doesn't register. So we know a lot of people are, are using it. Um, I, just to give maybe one more piece of background, uh, the, the world of social networking is changing a lot. Um, while a network like Facebook, which is a ubiquitous kind of a network that covers everything from groups to causes to commerce, uh, and, and it's sort of an, a looming presence in the social sphere, a lot of other social networks have not succeeded. And the, the reason that we think is that the, the market for a general social network it has been pretty captured by Facebook. And those who try to duplicate a general social network like a Google Plus and so on have not really succeeded. Uh, but what uh, the networks that have succeeded are niche networks, networks that are targeting one concept, one idea, and that could be commerce like a LinkedIn. Uh, and there are many more that uh, that are have become social. YouTube has become social. SoundCloud has become social. Uh, a, a lot of these very niche networks. So we came at the right time where a niche network that uh, uh, that uh, is all about Shabbat, which is a social time, uh, is something that people uh, that, that that has resonated with people, and 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 thank God they could be on on Facebook and still want to join. Shabbat.com. Excellent. All right, great. Well, thank you very much, Rabbi. It should be with continued success. Shabbat.com. Anyone who wants to check it out, Shabbat.com. You're listening to SoShop, S-O-C-U-P.org. We're here live with Rabbi Benzion Klatsko, advisor to over 50 campuses and founder of Shabbat.com. Thanks so much, Rabbi. You're welcome. SoShop.org. S-O-C-U-P.org. Helping social entrepreneurs up their game.